this is Decoding Learning Differences with Kimberlyn Lavelle, and this episode is Demotivated Dennis, a case study. So this year I wanted to do a lot of case studies, about one every single month, to give you an idea of some real life kids, the struggles they've had, and what worked out them. And hopefully it is informative and inspirational and gives you some ideas on what you can do with your kids, especially if any of it rings true. And I wanted to start with Demotivated Dennis, obviously a pseudonym, um, to tell you about a kid that I essentially see the same, so many of the same profile in the part we're going to talk about all the time. I very often see kids that are just so demotivated. So what does that look like? He won't do anything related to schoolwork. Okay. Sure, he won't. And we have to understand why he won't. What is the underlying cause? So just last week, I had an interview with Viva Aurora. Um, I'm so excited that she was able to be on the podcast and everything she said spoke so much to what we talk about here. And one of the things she mentioned is you've got to get to the underlying cause of what's happening. So if you haven't listened to the episode, definitely go back and listen to that. But that's exactly what we have to do with demotivated Dennis. Why is Dennis refusing to do anything related to schoolwork. What is really going on? In the most immediate, my suggestion is stop asking him to do school stuff. And then we have to spend that time to understand the reason that he's feeling demotivated. A lot of times it's a matter of having a conversation with your child on why they don't want to do what they don't want to do. And what can we do to support them? And if there's any changes we can make. Now, this particular child that I am referring to and thinking about, um, that I've seen very similar things in a lot of different kids, is the ultimate reason that they did not want to do any schoolwork was that doing schoolwork just made them feel dumb. And I relate to this in a very different kind of way. Um, actually, when I was growing up, school was pretty easy for me. But anything musical or athletic felt hard. And I didn't feel like I was good at it, so I didn't do it. And I had that beautiful choice that I could choose not to do it. Now, poor Dennis can't choose to not do school in our minds. In his mind, yes, he can choose to not do school and he's going to choose to not do school. And we have this power struggle that starts to happen. But he is working so hard to protect himself from that feeling of just feeling dumb. It's just too hard and I must be dumb. Now, there's a subtle difference there. Sometimes kids refuse schoolwork because it's just too hard. And it's not necessary. And, it, and it's more about how hard it is, not about 
because I'm dumb. And when they get and it's it's that just very subtle difference of what is the story they're telling themselves. Now, if they're just telling themselves this is too hard and it ends there, it's not as I don't know, it's a different problem than if they're telling themselves, I'm dumb. This is hard because I'm dumb. So that that is obviously not something we ever want kids feeling about themselves. So for my dear little Dennis, what worked for him was kind of a break from school. Now in this particular case, it was a kid who was part of a public school system and I did not have the authority to say, you don't have to go to school for the next two years. Don't worry about it. Come back in a couple of years when you're feeling better. Now, some parents who are homeschooling will go through a de-schooling period where there is no school and nothing that looks like school. Now, they might still do plenty of learning activities, but there is no official school anything. And it's a de-schooling period. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. But in Dennis's case, he's a public school kid, so we couldn't do that exactly. Except that we did have that conversation with his parents on nothing school related at all over the summer. Now this can be a big struggle because he was struggling academically. And if you don't do anything over the summer, kids tend to regress even more. So if we don't make him do something, then he's gonna struggle even more. And then it's gonna be even worse. Yes. But if he's feeling so dumb, he's feeling just so, just hate school so much, then he's also not going to be able to learn and he's also going to regress while still attending school. So it's a problem. Um, so in that case, for a full summer, there was nothing school related at all at home. It was very free choice kind of thing. Lots of autonomy, both at school and at home. So like I said, at home, he got to choose a lot of what he did. And at school, we gave him a lot of choices on how he spent his time and what exactly he was learning about, what book he wanted to read, what story um, on the online program he wanted to choose, how he wanted to practice his math and what he wanted to focus on when he's practicing his math and some different things like that where he's making a lot of choices for himself and he has a lot of autonomy on how he's spending his time at school as much as we can with a very structured public school system. And one of the biggest things that really worked for him was once he had had a break and could come back feeling rejuvenated, we had a conversation at the start of a new program that I thought would work for his specific learning profile. And I told, we had a very frank conversation. I know school has felt really hard for you, especially reading and spelling. The reason it's hard for you is that your brain is wired differently. It is not because you're dumb. There are a lot of benefits to the way that your brain is wired. But the downside to the way your brain is wired is that reading and spelling are really hard for you. This program is designed to help kids whose brains are wired the way yours are, is wired or similar to the way yours is wired. And this program should help solve that problem. 
Now, some of what we're going to do is going to feel really easy and babyish. Hang in there with me. It's, it's okay. It's supposed to feel that way at times and other times, because sometimes we forget those early skills. So hang in there with me. It's going to get easier. And it's going to pay off in the end and you're going to feel more successful, but only if you give it your all every single day that we do it. And if you can't, you have to let me know. I don't have it in me today. Are you ready to try it? So I have that kind of a frank conversation of like, this is what's happening and this, this should help. So once I had his buy-in, we're starting the program, we work through it. And at times we have to not do it and take a break from it because it's just an off day. You know, the rest of his school day was very stressful. He just couldn't handle working on the program that day. But we also talked about the consequence of not practicing it every day is that it would take longer to make progress. He was more likely to forget skills. So we had that conversation. You know, I was very honest with him about what was going on. So the inner, when we find interventions that work and the kid has buy-in, especially when the kid has buy-in, he started to realize that he was not dumb, that he could learn all of this stuff really easily um, or not really easily, but he could learn all of this stuff. And there were other things that he could do really easily that clearly proved he was not dumb. Dumb, um, of course, has changed meanings, you know, used to mean that you couldn't speak. And now it's more about a lack of intelligence. Um, so he started to realize that he could do this. And as soon as he started to feel that success, it was like, it was just on fire. It was like upper reading level, upper reading level, upper reading level. Like he just wanted to like knock him out. And he was, he was like able to just soar so quickly once he started to find that success, he got that momentum and was able to keep going with it. Um, and similar for some math struggles that he was having, we had to kind of fine tune how we were approaching things and what tools we were giving him. And then pointing out like, that's a really high level math skill that you just solved. And like, yeah, you used a multiplication table, but it does like, who cares if you don't remember your multiplication facts? Um, that's not critical if you know how to use, you know, you know how to figure them out, first of all, and you're able to figure out like what is supposed to happen here and all of these steps. And like, you're, that's really awesome that you were able to do that. And part of that also comes with having him teach other kids how to do things. Now he's the expert. Now he's teaching people. And that can be hugely confidence boosting. Like I know those so well that they want me to teach other kids how to do it. They trust me to teach other kids. So all of those are hugely motivating and it really worked for Dennis and was very helpful and successful with Dennis. So my takeaway for you today is that motivation can be killed by a feeling of failure and academic success can bring motivation back. So when kids feel like they have failed, they stop feeling motivated. And when they start to see their own success, they can really start to be motivated again. 
So be sure to listen to all of my episodes on motivation this year. They're going to be usually the third Monday of each month. Um, or fourth Monday of each month. Third? I don't know. Third or fourth Monday of each month. Around there. They are going to get into all of the motivation killers. Um, so that's coming up next week is motivation killers. Not all of them, but some main motivation killers and what to avoid and what to watch out for. So check that out as those come. And then every month I'm going to give some more focus on how to boost motivation in kids. So I gave some very specifics on Dennis and Dennis's profile, but there are so many other kids that are demotivated for different reasons. And what motivates them is going to be something different. So listen for all of those each month. And then reach out to me and tell me what's preventing your child from, from feeling successful. Are they feeling dumb? I hope not. I genuinely hope not. It breaks my heart every time. But if so, what is it that's getting in their way? And can we solve that problem? And what has helped them to feel successful? So if you want any help in how to work with your child and how to help them be more successful academically, email me, Kimberlyn at decodinglearningdifferences.com. I am here to help and support, and I look forward to hearing from you.